0: Hey y'all, I'm Taylor DeHaze. I'm obsessed with all things business and fitness. I left my career as a TV reporter, followed my dreams and created a multiple six-figure online coaching business in just one year. Now I'm sharing my strategy with you. Oh, and we'll keep it real, discussing mindset, money and hardship to help you build the life of your dreams. So grab a cup of coffee and get cozy. Again, welcome to the Taylor Living Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. What's up guys? Hello. 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 I can't believe it is the last day of the year. Oh my gosh. 2021 flew by. At least I think it did. Um, somebody once told me that time gets faster as you get older, not because it actually is getting faster. We know this, but because we've just lived it longer. And so it's almost like if you're taking a trip somewhere, like a road trip or or something like that. and, And over time, like the more trips you take, it feels like it doesn't take as long. I don't know if that makes sense. Anyway, that was a really weird tangent to kick off this podcast with, but (laughs) regardless, I hope everybody had a really good Christmas. Uh, My entire family was super sick and we were all quarantining together. It was beautiful. Um, (laughs) So great. Um, But anyway, I'm finally feeling a little bit better and I still, am just like not super hungry and like dealing with some brain fog and um yeah, what a weird way to end the year, but more so let's kind of dive into what this podcast is really all about. And, you know, I am, you guys know, obviously I do business coaching, duh, we know that, but I also am a fitness coach and I have been for a very long time and I still have a full roster of fitness clients. And so something that I want to chat about is, is shit that we need to leave in 2021, there's a lot happening um, on social media, and there's a lot of really bad mistakes that I'm seeing coaches make. And I want to preface it by saying everything, literally everything that I'm going to mentioning in this podcast, I have done. I am guilty, okay? So this is not me sitting on a pedestal saying, Hey, I'm some amazing coach and I've never made a mistake in my life. No, 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 no. We learn from what we've gone through, right? We all do. We all make mistakes and that's okay. But I'm hoping that you listen to this podcast with an open mind and you can maybe tweak some of your messaging and honestly just become a better coach overall, right? Because at the end of the day, we all want to be giving our clients and our potential clients, our audiences, the best information that we can. And that's everybody wins, right? So I'm going to dive right in. And I, like I said, I've got several different things that I'm seeing over and over again on the internet, and I want to help you guys just become better coaches. So the first thing that I see that needs to be left in 2021 is promoting calories in, calories out, okay? And the reason I say this is because most people cannot just lose weight if you are changing the calories, right? Now, I understand so many people talk about calorie deficits. You need to mean a deficit to lose weight, right? However, I am living proof. My clients are living proof that even if you are eating a low amount of calories, if something is going on intrinsically, you are not going to be able to lose weight, right? So y'all know that I've been dealing with like some gut health, adrenal fatigue, things of that nature, uh, some insulin resistance, right? It doesn't matter really what I do. If my cortisol is not where it needs to be and my body is not in a place that feels safe enough to lose weight, she's not going to lose weight. And again, this is coming from somebody who is tracking their macros being on top of their intake, all of those. And and again, I'm using myself as an example. And I used to, I used to say these things. I used to say, hello, if you're not losing weight, it is because you're not in a calorie deficit. Right? Because again, we learn what we go through. And then I started to get clients that no matter what we did, it didn't matter how long we reverse dieted. That's another myth. I'm not even mentioning that, but like the idea that the longer you reverse, the faster you're going to lose weight. That's also not the case. There's <clears throat> there is no sign showing that the longer that you reverse, the faster you will lose weight, right? Um, obviously we don't want to like, you know, not sit at maintenance for any time. I'm not going to talk to you about how to quite literally reverse diet somebody, but bottom line is, you know, based on somebody's age or life experiences or whatever's going on, like internally, not everybody's going to be able to lose weight just by dropping calories. And I help my clients coach their clients. Through this, because more often than not, I will hear a coach tell me like, Hey, I've been reversing. I've taken somebody through a reverse diet. We stayed in maintenance for a while. I dropped, you know, their calories, 15%. There's no movement. And so my question for you is where can we look deeper, right? Where can we go one step further? And and again, I say this because not everybody is going to just be the easiest case in the world where you drop calories and they lose weight. Again, that's not super normal. So I want you to, you know, think about little things like what does their cortisol look like? What are their sex hormones look like? Are they actually getting enough sleep? Are they actually tracking their food like they say they are, right? Like you have to ask the tough questions and you have to ask them in different ways multiple times to make sure that your clients are giving you the most accurate information because somebody can tell you they are tracking everything to a T. And in reality, you find out, oh, they're actually not tracking their olive oil and they use that three times a day or whatever. Right. I mean, I've, I've heard it happen. So I just wanted to open your eyes a little bit. And, and again, I am not going to go in a huge rabbit hole on various reasons that people can't lose weight. But bottom line is, I think that like only promoting the calories in, calories out is not beneficial for our clients. The next thing I want to talk about is not doing lab work. Right. Right. So I think that a lot of coaches are afraid to get labs done. Um, Something that I will be doing in Six Figure Fitness Coach is actually bringing on a guest expert to go over the basic blood panel and how to read labs. Um, Because, you know, well, at that level of coaching with me, you are getting, you know, guest experts teaching you. Um, a variety of business topics, but I also want to make sure that my coaches are performing optimally as well. and I think that labs are really intimidating. Um, and I used to be intimidated by them too. And I, I am going to say I am I am by no means an expert in reading labs. however, doing a basic blood panel I feel very confident in doing, right? And I will link the one that I use in the show notes. Um, it is a comprehensive weight loss panel from life extension. It basically looks at sex hormones, cortisol, thyroid hormones, inflammation, general health, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and basically, you know, from these, from this basic lab panel, that's kind of like a general overview. You can tell if somebody has adrenal insufficiency, if they're trending hypo or hyper, like on their thyroid, um, just if things don't look, uh, if there's inflammation, even, Um, again, this is not the end all be all, but you know, before I take my clients through a diet or a contest prep, I have them do labs and this is just kind of like one of those things. Now I've had clients where they don't want to do them and you know, that's fine. But typically if I have a hunch, something is wrong, or if we start to really stall in a diet and I'm talking about really stalling. My question is looking deeper. And usually, what I find is wonky cortisol, adrenal insufficiency, or sometimes there's some like dysbiosis going on that I wouldn't have known, um, which that's a different lab to take. But again, basic lab panel, really, really helpful. The third thing that we need to leave in 2021 is reverse dieting only to diet. I hear coaches use a diet as kind of like that dangling carrot, right? And the reason that I say this is not a good thing to do is because I asked my coaches recently on a mastermind, I said, how many of you guys are actually dieting right now? And not a single one of us raised our hand. Most of us as coaches are in maintenance most of the time. And I think that we assume that if we're just reverse dieting our clients or we're holding them at maintenance, then they're going to be disappointed that things are not happening. They're going to be disappointed that the scale isn't moving or we're not making it we're not making adjustments. And I've had coaches just kind of assume they should drop their prices. They should have maybe like a, oh, if my clients are in maintenance and I won't charge them as much And it's like, no, no no, 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 no. We need to stop. First of all, we can't doubt our coaching skills. And second of all, we're only perpetuating that the reason to reverse diet is to diet. That's so dumb, right? We cannot we cannot just say the only reason to reverse diet is to diet. We have to stop that mentality because you are further perpetuating again that stereotype that like oh the reverse diet's only to get to the diet. No, the reverse diet is where you live your life. The reverse diet is where the majority of your life is spent, not in a deficit, which is also what you're saying on your Instagram. But then you get nervous to keep your client in a reverse diet for too long, right? Or in a maintenance. And chances are you're dealing with clients that have some kind of disorder eating pattern or something that's not like a normal eating habit, right? And we're trying to get them away from that thought process. And so- I just wanted to kind of paint that picture for you that reverse dieting only to diet is going to continuously keep your clients in this mindset that like, oh, well, I don't need to like my body now anyway, because I'll diet. I don't need to hang out here for too long because then I'll diet, right? Like the diet is the exciting part. And yes, you do need to reverse diet before you jump into a diet or at least like have enough food before you go into a diet. But the purpose of reverse dieting is not to just diet. So again, making sure that we're marketing ourselves in a way that makes sense and it's not to just dangle a carrot in front of our clients. Okay. The next thing I want to talk about is this IIFYM mentality. So I'm all for flexibility, but always talking about just like fun foods, fun foods all the time, eat the donut, do this. Like we are, we are basically teaching our clients that, you know, all calories are essentially equal and that's not the case. We all know that. Right. So we, I mean, this could lead to like nutrient deficiency because trust me, everybody handles their macros differently. Okay. If you give somebody, you know, all these macros and they're having like Oreos on a daily, they're eating like sugary filled coffees on the daily. They're a lot of their food is prepackaged, And what I notice is that I've had clients where they're eating seemingly healthy foods, but they're all packaged, right? Like a majority of their protein comes from protein treats and bars and cakes and whatever. Right. And they're only eating a third of their protein or so from like real sources. And the way our body digests all of those things is very different, right? The way that we would digest like a protein bar is different than how we would digest and utilize like a steak for nutrients. And so, I think that we, again, like we have to go back to the days of like the quest bars and the Arctic Zero and like IIFYM is very 2015 in my opinion. And I think that we know now that yes, you can have flexibility in your diet, right? I'm all for that. But look at what your food contains. If the majority of your food is containing gums, inflammatory, inflammatory, inflammatory cannot speak today, inflammatory oils, um, dyes, natural flavors, like all of those things, then I think it's time to pivot a little bit and just like change your messaging. Um, Because essentially the, the idea that like you can eat whatever you want and lose weight, there's a lot of asterisks at the back end of that. And we wanna make sure that, you know, we are really helping our clients on the inside as well. Um, And so just, again, the way you're marketing yourself, like take note of how you're doing that. Um, Speaking of like supplements and whatnot, let's kind of dive into just a few things. Um, Look, I will say that having gone through a lot this year with like my gut, um, I am much more cognizant of what is in, my supplements, what I, what I digest, uh, what I ingest. Right. Um, and one thing that I think, uh, we can stop promoting is, is greens. And the reason I say that is because a lot of what's in greens is cross contaminated and can contain things like lead, heavy metals, sometimes even gluten. And there's really no research that shows that the amount of what's in a greens product is needed. Right. Um, so that's kind of the first thing with greens now, Also, having probiotics in a greens product can harm and add fuel to the fire if your gut microbiome is impacted. I am somebody that was taking greens on a daily basis. And when I finally had tests done, I found out that I had leaky gut or dysbiosis. I did not realize that I had that. I didn't really have symptoms of um, any kind of leaky gut. But again, if you're taking a probiotic and your gut microbiome is not where it needs to be, that can be detrimental. Um, And the bottom line is like eating your vegetables is so much better for you than just like taking a greens powder. It does not replace the two. So just like making sure you're taking note. Um, And again, like I said, there's not really any research that shows like what is even needed and what quantity in those greens products. So I would say save your money. like chances are, are your greens harming you? Probably not. But are they helping you? Also, probably not. So again, I would save your money. I would eat real veggies. That's kind of my thought process. And then a few things just to kind of like watch out for. Natural flavors. So it's really hard. I'm going to be honest. It is really hard to stay away from natural flavors. But I do want to just let you know that natural flavors one natural flavor quote quote can contain up to like a hundred different ingredients and it's not actually naturally derived. Okay. Natural flavors are technically man-made. They hijack your taste buds and you, they don't have to disclose the information. Um, something that I always like to share is that natural blueberry and natural raspberry contain beaver anal glands. I'm not making this up. Right. And so when we see natural flavors and we're thinking that it's quite literally natural and then we're promoting it to our clients and we're further perpetuating like these shit ingredients. We could be harming our clients. So take note of what is in the supplements you're ingesting and you're promoting. Something else, again, oils, right? Like oils can be highly inflammatory. So like canola, sunflower, soybean, vegetable, corn, peanut, right? Like, <clears throat> what makes these oils inflammatory? Inflammatory. So our I cannot say that word today. I don't know why that is my word of the day, but you know, thank you guys for for listening to me mess it up like eighty seven times. Um. <laughs> so anyway, why are these oils inflammatory? So our body temperatures are high enough to make those oils turn rancid. So imagine like what's in your protein bar. And imagine the oil being heated to make that protein bar. And then they're chemically extracted, they're bleached to get a different color, they're typically contaminated with chemicals and pesticides, right? So again, I'm not telling you to go out and throw out every single thing that has some of those oils in there. But if oils are in a lot of things you're consuming multiple times a day, I would just take I would take note of that, right? Because over time, that can harm you. Um, I'm not going to dive into like gums and artificial sweeteners. But again, just like be aware. I think the bottom line is making sure we are promoting like whole foods, real ingredients, things like that. The other thing I'd like to talk about and that I want to leave, and this is the one that I'm probably the most guilty of, is bragging about your caffeine addiction. Coaches, why are we bragging about our caffeine addiction? Caffeine is quite literally a drug. It is the most abused drug in the US, probably the world, and As somebody who is a former caffeine junkie and who fucked up their adrenals, please listen to me when I tell you that caffeine should be consumed in moderation. If you are taking a pre-workout before the sun is up and then drinking coffee and then drinking a bang energy, please, please, please cut back your consumption and then you're on your stories and you're bragging about how much caffeine you're consuming. It's just not a good look. I am somebody that had to drastically cut back my caffeine because my adrenals were screaming at me and no, it wasn't all because of caffeine, but I will tell you the changes that I have made. And I have a whole podcast on coffee and mold actually, um, I would get up every morning at, you know, 4 a.m. I would go teach a cycling class and then I would drink pre-workout and go lift. I still haven't had any food, by the way. And then I would come home and I would make coffee. And then a few hours later, I would like actually make breakfast. Okay, so at this point, I have been up for six hours. I've had caffeine twice. I haven't had any food yet. Okay. Like my adrenals were so confused. So your body like has a cortisol production cycle, right? And your body typically releases cortisol um, early in the morning. And I was waking up in the middle of that. And then I was having caffeine on top of that. So when my body is producing cortisol and then I'm also having caffeine on top of that, it puts my body in a fight or flight state all day. Okay. Caffeine can stay in the body for nine hours. You may not feel the effects of it, but it can stay in your body for nine hours. So, and then I would have coffee in the afternoon. Cause like, you know, whatever I would, I would hit in that like two o'clock slump. So the changes that I made and the changes I would suggest for you is one, I stopped having any caffeinated pre-workout, um, because I do work out in the morning and there's that I stopped doing fasted cardio. I never did fasted cardio for weight loss necessarily. It just, I didn't want to eat anything at five in the morning. Um, but I stopped. I, had, I actually had to stop guys. I had to quite literally stop doing cardio. I stopped doing. I have not done cardio since March 2021. OK, it has been a hot minute because um, my, my body was tired. It was very stressed. So I started drinking caffeine between nine thirty and noon after I've had a meal. And that's it. If I have coffee in the afternoon, it is decaf. And it's usually out with friends. Like we're just like out to get a decaf latte or something like that. Um, or I just like make myself a hot chocolate, which my version of hot chocolate, I have a milk frother. It's like amazing. And I basically steam some almond milk and I add raw um, cocoa to it and I just add some stevia and it's honestly beautiful. But that and then like y'all, the the bragging about the caffeine, though, it like has to stop. And I say that because your your clients see what you're doing. And they want to mimic you. Your clients are looking up to you. Your potential clients, your audience looks up to you. And if we continue to make these mistakes, we are harming others like we really, really are. And I think we have to like remember that, that we are a public figure in the eyes of so many. You are influencing people more than you realize you are doing there are people that are watching you and and you may not have any idea, right? You may not know, but that one person who hears you that one time is going to think because she did it or he did it. I can do it. So just keep that in mind. And then the last thing I want to talk about is telling your clients that bloating is normal. Can we stop doing that? I also have an entire podcast podcast on this, but we have to stop telling women that like that is their uterus. Okay if your gut sticks out as far as your butt, there is probably inflammation. Okay. There is probably inflammation. It ain't normal. It needs to be further assessed. It could be leaky gut. It could be mycotoxins. It could be parasites. It could be a food intolerance, right? It is normal to have some puff on your period. Okay. Or like directly after you eat probably, but you should not look like you ate a basketball or you're pregnant at the end of the day. Okay. So, Again, I have an entire podcast on bloating, what is normal, what is not normal. Please take a listen to that. But we have to stop telling our clients that, like it's so normal. My, my biggest like pet peeve is when I see the before and afters of like beginning of the day, after water and meals. And it's like literally what? You should not look like you ate a basketball at the end of the day, end of story. Okay, so I would love to know what you guys thought about these different <clears throat> touch points. And again, fitness coaches, Y'all are listening to this because you are badass. You are industry leaders. You are literally changing people's lives. And I wanna make sure that when you are influencing others, you are giving them the right information. And there are some parts of this podcast that I could really dive very deep on. I just wanted to touch the surface, Um, but I would love to know what resonated with you. I would love to know, know if you're going to course correct, if there's something that you're doing and you're like, oh fuck, I should probably course correct. Let me know. I love hearing from you guys. You know, I, I, I create these podcasts, um, for y'all obviously, um, as just a way to get some free coaching and learn and also just have fun. Cause I like chatting with y'all. Um, uh, but as always, if there's anything I can do to help, please let me know. I'm always a DM away. Um, and yeah, guys have an amazing last day of the year. I want to give you a virtual high five for finishing another episode of the Tailored Living Podcast. If you're looking for a community of badass go getters to bounce ideas and answer questions, join my exclusive goal getter community on Facebook. The link's waiting for you on Instagram. Until next time, bye y'all.